Hello! Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called Toki and the Dragon King, a traditional Korean folktale adapted for you by Daniel Hines. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Sebastian, Felicity, and Daisy and their family from Perth, Australia, Evan, Anna, and Kate and their family, Malcolm and Sean and the rest of the Prentice family, Jake, Liam, and Lila and their family from Waterloo, Canada, May and her family, Elena, Myra, Emery, and Rowan and their family, and Clint, Martin, and Philip from Morganton, North Carolina. Thank you so much, Philip, Martin, Clint, Rowan, Emery, Myra, Elena, May, Lila, Liam, Jake, Sean, Malcolm, Kate, Anna, Evan, Daisy, Felicity, and Sebastian. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and receive a thank you in a future episode, please visit patreon.com stories and make a pledge. Then send an email to Amanda at storiespodcast.com and let us know who to thank. And don't forget to check out Kids Listen, the app we helped build, for a curated collection of kid-friendly podcasts. Just search Kids Listen on iTunes. Thanks! Enjoy the episode! Toki and the Dragon King A long time ago, deep under the wind-blown waves of the southern sea, there came a great roaring. On and on that roaring went. It surged through the ocean like a tide, scattering the fish and shaking the coral. Even the biggest and toothiest of sharks turned and fled. All the creatures in the southern sea knew that sound, knew it, and feared it. The dragon king was sick again. After what felt like days of endless roaring, a few of the king's braver servants swam out from their hiding places. It was time to try and speak with him. Speaking with the dragon king involved quite a bit of swimming for some of the smaller fish. The king had a body like a serpent, but no snake had ever grown so long or thick. The dragon king was so massive that while you spoke to his whale-sized head, his legs and tail were lost deep in the darkness of the ocean. His beard was long and white and wavy in the water, his every tooth as big as a great white shark. Most impressive of all were his eyes. The Dragon King's eyes glowed golden as sunken treasure, sparkling in the deep. So it was with much fear and respect the other fish got his attention. Finally, he said, putting an end to his roars. I am sick again. My stomach is weak and my throat is sore. Find me some help immediately. The king, for all his strength, was often sick. Or at least he claimed he was. Most of the king's illnesses ended up being only his imagination. But you didn't argue with the dragon king. Not unless you wanted to be his dinner. So when he ordered the fish to find him help, they scattered quick as a riptide. Together they spent hours searching and searching, and they finally returned with an old and giant octopus, one who claimed to know many ways to help the sick and injured. What have you brought me? Is it a cure for my sickness? The Dragon King asked when they returned. Oh, mighty king, said the octopus. I am a healer from the depths. 
please let me examine you, and I'll find you a cure. Very well, then, the king said. But be quick about it. The old octopus swam all around the dragon king's head. He swam miles down to his stomach and then miles back up again. In the end, he even swam into the king's open mouth and peered down the black well of his throat. Well, I see the problem, and there's a simple cure. Finally, grumbled the king. Well, what is it then? My king, there is a legendary creature. We never see it here in the sea, but it can be caught on dry land if you are strong enough and brave enough to try. It is as fast as a marlin and as clever as a dolphin. And you, my king, need its liver. A legendary creature? You said the cure was simple. Simple, yes, but not easy. Fine. The one who fetches me this cure will have my thanks for all of their days. Hearing this, more sea creatures approached. The thanks of the Dragon King was an honor beyond dreaming. Now tell us, what is this legendary creature? It is called a rabbit. You don't need the entire beast, though. Just the liver. That, my king, is your cure. Hearing this, the creatures all swam away once more, plotting with their friends on how best to find the legendary rabbit. One creature, though, went off alone, laughing quietly to himself. It was the turtle, and he was one of the few creatures that spent as much time on land as he did in the sea. He knew that rabbits weren't legendary at all. In fact, he knew an island that was full of them, and that's where he headed. A short swim later, the turtle pulled himself up onto the beach. As he suspected, he found a rabbit almost immediately. She was chewing on some greens near the edge of the sand, and she turned and scratched at her floppy ear as the turtle approached. Hey, a turtle, the rabbit said. I've always wanted to be friends with a turtle. The turtle smiled. And I've always wanted to be friends with a rabbit. So we can be friends. My name is Toki. What's your name? They call me Teo. I come from the Sea of the Dragon King. The Dragon King? Wow, I've never seen a dragon or a king. Teo smiled again. Well, this is your lucky day. The Dragon King heard of rabbits and would very much like to meet one. Would you be interested? Yes, 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 Toki said, foot thumping on the ground. It's a bit of a swim. You'll have to hold your breath. Toki agreed, and Teo let her climb onto his shell. Together, they paddled into the ocean, staying on the surface until they were just over the waiting Dragon King. Hold your breath now, he said, and then dove into the water. Toki opened her eyes wide. She marveled at all the colors of fish and gasped as a huge manta ray sailed silently overhead. Her eyes darted this way and that, taking it all in, and then they fell upon the Dragon King and froze. Toki's jaw dropped and her floppy ears perked up in the water. Wow! My king, called Teo, I have brought you a rabbit. 
Teo was met with cheers, but he didn't feel happy. He knew the Dragon King would take Toki's liver, and he felt bad for delivering her. But it was too late. The Dragon King grinned, eyes flashing gold. Excellent! Now will someone please fetch me her liver? The old octopus started forward, but Toki realized her trouble. She was usually a very clever rabbit, but the majesty of the Dragon King had lured her down here. She started thinking fast. Wait, King! Please wait! She shouted as best as she could underwater. Luckily, the power of the Dragon King let him understand her. Speak fast, little rabbit! I am very sick and need my medicine. My liver isn't medicine. Of course that's what medicine would say. Now, no more delay. Bring me her liver. The octopus started forward again, but Toki was struck with a desperate plan. I forgot my liver at home, she yelled. The octopus froze and looked at the Dragon King. The Dragon King froze and looked at Toki. All was still for a moment. Left it at home? Yeah, must be back in the old burrow. Hmm, said the Dragon King. Turtle, you spend time on land. Is it true that land creatures can leave their livers behind? Teo thought for a moment. He knew that animals couldn't remove their livers any easier than they could remove their hearts, but he saw an opportunity to save Toki. Yes, my king, they remove their livers frequently. And of course, little rabbits are very forgetful. Of course, of course, agreed the king. What would you expect with such little brains? The turtle, whose brain wasn't much bigger than the rabbit's, just bowed his head to the king. Very well, go fetch her liver and hurry. Teo swam with Toki towards the surface paddling as fast as he could. When they got back to land, Toki hopped off Teo's shell and fell panting into the grass. Teo, you know I can't actually forget my liver, right? I know. I just couldn't let them eat it. Well, I don't appreciate you tricking me into going down there, but you did the right thing when it counted. Thanks, Toki. I guess I'd better go find a new place to live. If I go back there without your liver, the Dragon King will eat me, just to teach everyone a lesson. He turned and started to walk along the beach, head down and tail dragging. Toki watched him go and then sighed to herself. He had tricked her, true, but without him, her trick to escape would have never worked. She hopped into the grass for a moment, then chased down Teo. Hey, Teo, wait! The turtle stopped at the edge of the water, looking back over his shell. Here, take this! She handed him an old persimmon. The dark orange fruit had been dried by the sun, making it small and wrinkled. What is it? It's a fruit! And if you don't know what it is, neither will the Dragon King! Just tell him it's my liver! He'll never know the difference! Hey! That might just work. Thanks, Toki. No problem, Teo. Thanks again for changing your mind. So long, friend. Teo took the persimmon and brought it back to the Dragon King, who ate it in one bite. The moment he swallowed it, he pronounced himself cured, 
and the turtle was greatly celebrated by all the other sea creatures. He spent the rest of his days living carefree on the Dragon King's enormous back, and of course, visiting often with his friend Toki. The End Today's story, Toki and the Dragon King, was an adaptation of a Korean folktale written for you by Daniel Hines and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and receive a thank you in a future episode, please visit patreon.com stories and make a pledge. Then send an email to amanda at storiespodcast.com and let us know who to thank. And don't forget to check out Kids Listen, the app we helped build, for a curated collection of kid-friendly podcasts. Just search Kids Listen on iTunes. Thanks for listening!